Realty. This show is part of the Thrill Me Podcast Network. Experience more on Facebook and YouTube. And welcome to the Reveal Rob show. I am, of course, your host, Reveal Rob, coming at you in a thrilling fashion, babies. Hope everybody out there has been doing good since the last time we talked. Hope you had a great rest of the week, weekend, you know, whenever you listen to this show. Nonetheless, appreciate you all joining in for me for yet another episode of this show, man. Celebrated 100 episodes last week. That means we are on episode 101 this week and moving forward, my babies. Like I said, man, hope everybody out there had a great weekend. Myself, pretty solid weekend, man. Not going to complain too much. Got some WWE 2K22 gaming in. Love that. Loving that game. Having a great time with that game. I uh, I watched some NASCAR racing, man. Saturday and Sunday. Watched both races at the Talladega Super Speedway. That's right. I watch all kinds of things. My people watch all kinds of things. But let me tell you, both very exciting races. Good times. Those super speedway races are always a good time. That's not why you're here. You're not here to talk about me, talk about NASCAR, man. Which is probably the first time I ever mentioned NASCAR on this show while we're at it, right? Speaking of things I should mention on the show, and it's not the first time I mentioned it, I said it, I hinted at it a little bit over there. Thrilling fashion, man. That's right. This show is part of the Thrill Me Podcast Network, where you can find us on the Facebook, on the YouTube. I believe it's on TikTok. It is on TikTok. I just don't TikTok. You know, TikTok on the clock, all that stuff. Yeah. Um... That's a song, right? Who who knows? I don't know. You know. Who knows? Anyways, Throw Me Podcast Network, man. You got all us freaking doing our crazy bits on the shows. You got a new Haunters Podcast episode out there right now. You got a freaking Metal Groove episode out there with the lead singer and guitar player from Skull Fist, which, by the way, they released a new album since the last time we talked. Fantastic freaking album. Listen to that thing over and over and over again on repeat. That's what over and over and over again means. Fantastic album, man. Metal. Awesomeness. Heard about that band because of the movie Deathgasm, uh, which I believe talked about last episode, right? Um, I did talk about Deathgasm. Um, and uh, it probably wasn't last episode. Last episode was Fantastic Beast. Okay. Anyways, you know, I heard that song in the credits. And then, you know, Skull Fist and all this stuff. I'm like, heck yeah, dude. Freaking awesome. Love that album. Quick review of that album. It's metal. It's awesome. Check it out, dude. It's uh, Skull Fist. That's the name of the band. Obviously, the name is metal. 
and the name of the new album is Paid in Full. Check that out, and again, check out uh, The Metal Groove, starring my brother, Tombstone Josh, as he uh, interviewed the lead singer and guitar player of that band. And again, of course, New Hunters podcast episode out where they discuss uh, the rumor of a uh, Universal After Dark or uh, um, Mardi Gras After Dark or whatever. Something After Dark, man. <laughs> you know, something like that. I listened to the episode today, and I've already forgotten it. Um... Because my memory stinks. But fun episode, as always, from the, the crew over there at Hauntus. You got Mr. Wonderful's Mr. Wonderful Show coming this week. You got Zach Speakeasy coming this week, man. We're killing it over here on the Thermy Podcast Network. Again, YouTube, Facebook, TikTok coming at you. We got a lot of fun stuff coming down the pipeline. Now that I got that business out the way, right? Business up front. We move forward. We talk about what's going on. We talk about the news, and we're going to kick it off this week with the horror news. The horror news. First thing we got here is that Stephen King's vampire story, Salem's Lot, officially has a release date of September 9th, 2022. We still don't have a trailer for this yet, but Warner Brothers did confirm that September 9th, 2022, that's right, this year is the release date for the latest Stephen King property to be turned into a film. It's actually the first time that Salem's Lot has become a film for the big screen. It was a miniseries back in the day. So they've been turning Stephen King stuff into, you know, movies and miniseries and stuff. There was even a TV show called Castle Rock based on some of some of his writings and all that, and like mashed together and all that stuff. It's fun stuff. It's a good time. And they continue to make Stephen King stuff. And now that we're in this new age, they're trying to bring back stuff from the past. Like It, they did that. That was successful. Uh, now they're going to try to do that with Salem's Lot. So, best of luck to them, man. We'll see. I don't even know if that was words I just said that. But, nonetheless, another Salem's Lot movie coming this year. Uh, first Salem's Lot movie. The other thing was a miniseries. Let's see. Other news. We got Joe Magdanello. You know him. Uh, he has signed on to join Uma Thurman and Samuel L. Jackson in the upcoming dark comedy thriller The Kill Room. The movie will tell the story of a hitman played by Magnello, his boss played by Samuel L. Jackson, and an art dealer played by Uma Thurman whose money laundering scheme accidentally turns the hitman into an overnight avant-garde sensation, forcing true uh, Thurman's uh, character to play the art world against the underworld. Avant-garde sensation forcing Uma Thurman's character to play the art world against the underworld. Sounds interesting. Dark comedy. It's a thriller. I'm in, man. Talented cast right there. Sounds like a good time. So there you go. That's some fun stuff we got going on, and that is the hurrah news for this week's episode. Holy freaking crap, dude. I am recording while Monday Night Raw is on. We've already seen Asuka return tonight. And we just had another freaking return right here before my eyes as I'm recording this episode. Mustafa Ali is finally back in the WWE. He had his... Some kind of issues going on with the WWE for a while. He's been off of TV for quite some time. And now he's finally back on TV, man. So I got to see what this is all about. Because this is, this is awesome. I'm glad he's back, man. We'll see what ends up happening here with him. Very talented dude. Glad that he is back. Uh, on TV. Alright, that's cool. Looks like he and the uh, Miz are about to have a match there. Looks like they're setting up something between him and Austin Theory going forward. So cool. Mustafa Ali is back in the WWE, man. That's awesome. Alright, let's see. Where was I? Uh, let's see. Other news now. We just did the horror news. We're going to jump into other news as Sony Pictures was very, very busy uh, since the last time we talked here. They have announced 
Madam Web will have a release date of July 7th, 2023. This is the film that is starring Dakota Johnson as the uh, title character. Alongside uh, Sydney Sweeney, who I believe is on the, um, the HBO show that everybody loves. What is it? Euphoria? I haven't seen it. <laughs> um, uh, the, don't know what role she's playing yet, but uh, the character Madam Web is a clairvoyant with abilities to see into the spider world. So obviously this is Sony's continuation of, um, you know, make bridging off these Spider-Man characters and making movies off of them. You know, we of course just saw the uh, Spider-Man No Way Home film where they introduced the whole multiverse idea. And then, of course, Doctor Strange, the Multiverse of Madness is releasing next week. So a lot of multiverse stuff going on. And of course, Sony's attached to this because Sony is letting Marvel, which sounds insane because it is a Marvel character, but these are contracts, my people. Uh, Sony has the rights to Spider-Man characters and they've been letting, you know, Marvel use uh, Spider-Man in the MCU and then everything is kind of crossed over and connected and all that stuff. So we're going to see where this ends up going, but obviously Madam Web is the next Spider-Man film as long as, along with uh, Craven the Hunter, uh, which they're working on as well right now. So Morbius just came out. We got Madam Web and Craven the Hunter coming. There's also a uh, Venom, I believe they've announced a third Venom film already. So yeah, man, they're still moving forward with this stuff. We'll see where it uh, ends up going. Uh, you, you heard my review of Morbius. If you're new to the show and haven't heard it, go back and check it out. Didn't hate the movie, but you know, it, it's you know, just that groundbreaking by any means either. Along with, uh, like I said, Sony's been busy, and along with the Spider-Man news, uh, Spider-Man into the Spider-Verse. Uh, you know, great movie that released in 2018, animated film. Awesome movie, did a great job. Now, we knew that there's a sequel coming. If you've been to the theaters recently, you've seen the trailer played before a couple of movies, uh, Spider-Man Across the Spider-Verse was announced, and it was called Spider-Man Across the Spider-Verse Part 1. It has now been um, pushed back, release date-wise, and the name has changed. The name is just now Spider-Man Across the Spider-Verse, and it will be releasing June 2nd, 2023, as opposed to October 7th of this year. They moved this to next year, and again, like I said, they changed the name. Now, that means Spider-Man Across the Spider-Verse, which is still called Part 2, obviously, um, is announced uh, for March 29th, 2024. So, they bumped it back a year, which kind of stinks, because I was excited to see this film. You know, I, I, like I said, I enjoyed the movie that came out in 2018. I thought it was very visually awesome, and I like what they did, and I like the concept of it. It was a fun time. So, you know, I'm definitely ready to jump back to that world, and we'll get there. In 2023, it seems, of June 2023. So, Spider-Man Across the Spider-Verse um, is releasing next year instead of this year. And then Sony also announced that the Equalizer 3, that is the Denzel Washington um, action franchise, Equalizer, then they had the Equalizer 2. Now they have announced officially the Equalizer 3, which has been in rumors, but this has now officially been announced that the Equalizer 3 is happening, and it's set to release September of 2023. So they're going to have a busy... Busy, busy year next year with uh, their films, man. Um, I mean, you got the Madam Web film, you got Spider-Man Across the Spider-Verse, and The Equalizer, and those two are like releasing about a month apart, so cool. Good on them, man. Let's see, Ben Affleck and Matt Damon are reteaming yet again, uh, this time for a Nike drama film that will tell the incredible story of how Son uh, Sony... Vaccaro, who's played by Matt Damon, led a fledgling running shoe company called Nike, as well as tells the story surrounding its long-shot effort to sign NBA legend Michael Jordan to a shoe company in the mid-80s, an endorsement that seemed impossible at the time. 
what would become the most significant relationship between an athletic brand and an athletic uh, and launched and an athlete and an athletic and an athlete and launched a global multi-billion dollar company sneaker industry that everybody loves now. They refer to the shoes as Jordans. Um, so that's going to be interesting. Be an interesting movie. Uh, this is the first time that Ben Affleck has ever directed Matt Damon. Uh, Affleck will be starring in the film as well as Nike co-founder Phil Knight. Uh, now, of course, like I said, Matt Damon and Ben Affleck have a long history together, starting back, uh, going back to 1997, where they wrote the screenplay for Goodwill Hunting and, of course, won the Academy Award for Best Original Screenplay. They've been in countless other things together. They, of course, were in the Kevin Smith classic Dogma. And they were most recently in the film The Last Duel, which a lot of people I uh, don't believe liked. I have not seen the film, to be honest with you, so I don't have my... Maybe that will be next week's episode, because it is on the HBO Max, so maybe I'll check it out there. But good on them, man. It's cool. It's cool to see that them still working together and still have that best friend thing, because they're, they're big stars in Hollywood. They're two big, huge stars in Hollywood, and they're still working together. And awesome, man. So I can't wait to see that. And it's pretty. It's got to be pretty cool for you know Ben to direct his uh, buddy in a movie here. Let's see, J.J. Uh, Abrams' Bad Robot has signed on to produce the live-action adaptation of the iconic toy line Hot Wheels. Hot Wheels is getting a movie. Uh, this is the other announced Mattel movie, as it seems Mattel, who is behind, of course, classic toys. Uh, they are making movies now out of their toys, kind of following Hasbro's lead. Uh, they, of course, have the Barbie movie starring Margot Robbie coming out, and here comes Hot Wheels, man, so... Uh, is this is this movie either is either going to be a more realistic version of Fast and the Furious or an even more outlandish version of Fast and the Furious, which I don't know is even possible <laughs> to happen. So um, I guess like tracks and all this stuff. I don't know. Like I don't know what this movie would be. I can't wait to see where that ends up going. I mean, I I know I personally played with some Hot Wheels when I was younger. I had a track. It used to be a, you know a lot of fun playing on them. You know, I have played with them a long time. I, I, what I see, what I understand, what I was reading in the articles, Hot Wheels is the number one biggest selling toy of all time, which isn't too surprising because again, you know, they're cars and you know, kids like playing with cars and you know, zooming them around and crashing them up and all that stuff. So, Hot Wheels movie, man. We'll see how that goes. <laughs> you know, we'll see how it goes. J.J. Uh, Abrams is behind it. I, I, I trust him, and it's not just because we share a birthday. You know, <laughs> you know, I like a lot of his work, man. Uh, Super 8. Love that movie. You haven't seen that movie? Check it out. Uh, the Star Trek movies. Freaking the Star Wars stuff he did. Good stuff, dude. Like, really good stuff. And, you know, if he's taking on a Hot Wheels franchise, then you gotta believe that he's gonna do good work with it, right? So, I trust him. I trust him. This could, this could be good. This, you know, this could be something that could be good. Let's see. Uh, video game news. How about some video game news? Uh, Skydance Media and Amy Henning. Henning? Amy Henning, are working on a brand new game set in the Star Wars universe. Now, if you don't know who Amy Henning is by uh, name, she was part of Uncharted, you know, which is one of my all-time favorite game franchises. Absolutely love that game franchise to death, man. Such a good time. I've played it endless amount of times over and over again. She's uh, working on making, like, these cinematic games, which is awesome. I love cinematic video games. So, she's teaming up with Skydance Media for his new Star Wars game. Not a whole lot known about the new project, except for the fact that it is, quote, richly cinematic action-adventure game featuring an original story set in the Star Wars galaxy. So, 
bring it on, man. Like, this is this is awesome. It's an original story. That's cool. You know, I had a fantastic time with uh, Jedi Fallen Order. It's a fantastic game. If you haven't had the chance to play it, please pick that game up and play it. It is so good. Uh, stars uh, Cameron Monaghan, fantastic actor. Um, you know, he played, I don't know if they ever announced him as a Joker on Gotham. I haven't really ever finished watching Gotham. I haven't seen the last season. But he played um, Jerome. Is it Jacob and Jerome? Something like that. Um, which is very Joker influenced. Uh, I need to finish watching Gotham. Yeah, I might restart Gotham for all I know. But um, yeah, Star Wars game. Give it to me. I'm into it. It's just, let me create my character. You know, let me create my character. And let me choose sides, man. Let me either be a Jedi or let me be a freaking... Uh, let me be like a freaking Sith Lord or something, man. I don't know. Just I just want to have fun. I want to have fun in a Star Wars game. Let me have like these options. Let me do one, complete the story, and then let me have a play, uh, play game, play game, a replay ability, and freaking do the story as the bad guy. Freaking that'd be awesome, man. I don't know. Maybe I'm thinking too much. But anyways, <laughs> we don't know much about the game right now other than it's coming. And again, we have somebody who's behind the Uncharted franchise behind this. That is awesome. I'm into it. I'm excited about that. That is uh that's got that's got me written all over. Man, loved Uncharted. I enjoy Star Wars, so that should be a good time. And of course, time to move over to DC news with uh, Warner Brothers. And this is something I expected, you know, especially when Blue Beetle was announced. And then, you know, of course I talked with my friends about it. We we're all kind of expecting this. Warner Brothers is debating whether or not to release the upcoming Batgirl film in theaters as opposed to on HBO Max, as it is scheduled to be released. Uh, the Batgirl film, of course, stars Leslie Grace, who you may know from In the Heights, as uh, Barbara Gordon, the daughter of Gotham City Police Commissioner James Gordon. She is, of course, Batgirl as well. Uh, the film will also feature the return of J.K. Simmons as Detective Commissioner Gordon. <laughs> um, I don't know why I freaking messed his name up there, <laughs> Commissioner Gordon. Uh, of course, he played the character in Zack Snyder's Justice League, and we've got the man, Michael Keaton, returning and, uh, to the role of Batman, Bruce Wayne, Batman. Uh, of course, he played Batman in Batman 89, as it's referred to now. It's just called Batman, but a lot of people call for it Batman 89. And, of course, Batman Returns. And he will be in the Flash film that was moved to next year. And he's uh, back in a big, bad way, man. That's awesome. Also, the movie also has Brendan Fraser in it. Speaking of being back in a big, bad way, Brendan Fraser is there, and he is... Um, playing the role of Firefly, which is going to be awesome. That is a villain. It's the second role for him. He does, he's on um, the Doom Patrol. And Tommaso Ciampa just attacked Mustafa Ali. All right, cool. <laughs> there you go. Uh, it's the, yeah, DC News. I'm excited about this. I'm excited about this Batgirl thing just because Batgirl, listen to this is awesome. To Michael freaking Keaton, man. Michael Keaton back as Batman. We get to see it finally. thought we were going to see it in the Flash first. Now, this is... Our first chance to see it first, which it makes more sense that this movie be, you know, put to theaters, especially with the no knock on Blue Beetle. But Batgirl's a little more known than Blue Beetle, so if Blue Beetle's going to be released in theaters, you might as well do Batgirl in theaters as well. Plus, you got Michael freaking Keaton back as Batman. How do you just, I mean, that that will get people into theaters alone. Now, the, some of the reasoning I was reading in the article behind this is, you know, one, the success of the Batman film this year. Uh, they're high off of that, and they're like, hey, maybe we should put another film in theaters, especially since, you know, we've lost one that was supposed to release this year with The Flash. So, having another movie released in theaters. Um, 
Of course, they did move Shazam up, so that makes no sense. <laughs> what I just said, but at the same time, it doesn't matter. And the other thing I read in the article is that um, HBO Max and you know Discovery is now coming here. Um, they have seen what's going on with Netflix right now. With how Netflix just reported that they lost a bunch of subscribers. Um, people believe it's because of the password thing. Uh, people are saying because of you know the fact that the price has gone up, and they're seeing that you know making streaming service only option of a film is maybe not the best option. So they're definitely mulling that over and we're going to see where this ends up going. Nothing has officially been announced, but I will gladly go see the Batgirl film in theaters if they decide to go that route uh, for sure. So speaking of good segue here, things that are releasing this week. Now, my lovely listeners, I will tell you this. We are in the middle of a week where, you know, this happens sometimes in the year, especially around this time, right before we get into uh, summer blockbusters, if you will, even though they start before summer starts. Where we get a week that nothing necessarily huge is releasing. Nothing that catches the eye, nothing that's a big name, nothing that's really being, you know, uh, advertised all that heavily. Because this list of stuff that's releasing this week, I can be honest with you, I haven't seen a single bit of press about any of this stuff. Um... And, you know, what I, what I mean by that is, you know, in the last couple of weeks, Fantastic Beasts, Secrets of Dumbledore released, uh, Sonic 2 released, uh, freaking The Northman released last week, which maybe not expected to be like a huge movie, but, you know, still very well advertised. And, you know, there's a lot of press behind that, especially with the cast as well. The Nicolas Cage movie, The Unbearable Weight of Massive Talent released, which I believe my boy, Mr. Wonderful, I don't know, did he see that? I don't know, maybe he's going to talk about that. <laughs> yeah, I haven't seen him post about it. Maybe he didn't get around to seeing it. Um, yeah, <laughs> anyways, but we're at a point now where we have a week where, you know, nothing against these movies, but it's nothing really popping out to release this week because next week, Doctor Strange, the Multiverse of Madness released. And I had to pause myself there because I think on last week's episode that I said Thor releases. Uh, Thor is coming out later this year in July. Doctor Strange, the Multiverse of Madness is releasing next week, uh, May 5th, 4th or 5th. Um, I just did a quick Google search, May 5th. So we're getting, we're going to have, like I said, we're about to enter blockbuster territory of films, uh, the summer releases and all that. You know, again, it's not summer, but whatever. I digress. So, this is the week where, eh, you know, some people are like, okay, I can take a break from the movie theater, and then, yeah, going back to the movie theater next week, because, you know, the big film comes out. So, you know, just scrolling through here, not... You know, we've got the mystery of Marilyn Monroe, the Unheard Tapes. That's a documentary that's hitting Netflix that explores the mystery surrounding Marilyn Monroe's death. Could be interesting watch. Definitely check out. It reminds me I needed to check out the um, John Wayne Gacy tapes that are on Netflix right now. So if you're into, like, this documentary, I guess some people call this true crime stuff, that is out on Netflix this week. Uh, we've got Memory. It's the latest Liam Neeson action film. Uh, that's going to be released nationwide. So this was actually in theaters. Uh, he's basically playing an expert assassin with a reputation for um, precision, you know, so kind of the regular Liam Neeson role, if you will. Uh, you know, I think um, Fortress, the sniper's eye, this is one of um, possibly Bruce Willis's final films since we know what happened with him and reported what happened with him uh, a couple weeks ago on the show. Uh, again, um, Fortress, Sniper's Eye, this looks like it's being released in limited theaters. Uh, this is about a retired CIA agent, Robert Carter Michaels, who's played by Bruce Willis, and his son, Paul, who's played by Jesse Metcalf. Um, 
they've committed to rebuilding their relationship after their epic last encounters uh sent protection the highly secured secret base so action film you know the the bruce willis original regular stuff so you know again just not a whole lot really coming out this week to check out you know so um like i said i, I i'm probably gonna try to watch this marilyn monroe thing uh, you know, I've never been huge on Marilyn Monroe. I know a lot of people loved her and her fascinated by her and everything. I never got into it, but, you know, it'd be interesting to check into. I know there's some mystery surrounding her, her death and all that stuff. So that could be, it could be a interesting watch at least. So there you go, man. Like I said, not much coming out this week. Next week, you know, we have Doctor Strange releasing. So that's going to be the big deal. This is kind of the, the relaxed week, if you will. Um, so... That does it for the news. Some talking about what's going to release this week, which means it's time to talk about the review. And you're like, "Hey, review Rob, you haven't given us any idea what you're talking about this week, man. What do you What are you going over?" Well, to be honest with you, I'm not going over just one thing. I'm going over three things, man, because I watched three things since the last time we talked, and I want to talk about all three of them because they're all interesting in a way. They're connected by the fact of the streaming service I watched. Uh, you know, two of them are, you know, connected in another way, and then one of them's just bonkers idea of a movie. I was like, man, I gotta check that out. So, let me run through the process of how this all went down. You know, and I was gonna try to pull up some audio, but I mean, it's not necessary here. <laughs> um, so, I I ended up on a random watching spree this weekend. And, you know, it was mostly three films, and then, like I said, I played some WWE 2K22, and then watched some NASCAR races, right? So, when I did watch some uh movies it was an interesting and random way that i came came about it you know so i have a roku my tv has roku built in it and that's what i use for my streaming services you know get all my apps and all that stuff so when i got done playing wwe 2k22 for the day you know i i hit the home button and then, you know, of course, it pops up to all your apps and all the thing. And when I was scrolling through there, on the side, which you, my Roku people, you know this, and probably like this for other, you know, things, there was, there's advertisements on these things somewhere. They're like, hey, check this out. This movie's playing over here on this service. You can check this out. And what I saw out of the corner of my eye was freaking Pennywise the Clown from It 1990. And I was immediately, immediately like... Oh, sweet. I've never seen that. And I never knew if I how I was ever going to be able to watch that because it's it was a miniseries back in the day on CBS, I think. Um, or ABC, one of the two. And I was like, cool, man. I've never seen that. You know, I've seen clips of Tim, the amazing, incredible Tim Curry and the role. I've seen clips of his performance in that movie. And I knew John Ritter was in it, you know. But other than that, I didn't know much of anything about this film. I, th- I thought it was a film. It was, it's a miniseries. So I was like, freaking yeah, I'll watch it. You know, why not? I've never seen it. So I clicked on it. I clicked on the advertisement, which took me to a streaming service called Tubi, which I've never used before. It's a free streaming service. It has like movies, classic movies, new stuff, it seems. You know, they have their own original films and all that stuff. So this is my first introduction to it, man. I clicked on it to watch this movie or a miniseries. And one of the first things I saw was it was over three hours long, three hours and 12 minutes long to be precise. And I was like, holy freaking crap, dude. Um, just for comparison, let's see. Let me pull that up. Well, I'm pulling that up. I'll keep talking. You know, I 
So I've never seen this movie. My introduction to it was the film that released in 2017. Like, that's the it I knew. Like I said, I saw clips before of Tim Curry's Pennywise, but as far as movies, it, 2017, was the only one I ever saw. And I really enjoyed it, had a great time with it. I uh, never read the book or anything like that. So that was my that, that was my Pennywise, if you will. That was my It movie. So I was very interested going in to see this one, to see what it was like back in the 90s, you know, released in 1990. So right then, so they shot the film 88 to 89, right? So I was very, very interested in seeing how this went because, you know, I knew the story from 2017. I wanted to know, like, okay, how much of the story is the same? What's different? You know, because again, I didn't read the book, so I don't know what the book is. I don't know if or anything of that is. And it's, like I said, it's on Tubi, so it has commercials, right? So you got to do with ads, which I mean, I guess that's how Tubi makes its money because, again, it's a free streaming service. It's not you know, a pay-for service or anything. I didn't look far into it to see if there is an ad-free version you have to pay for a couple dollars for or not. But I don't think there is. I think it's just the way it is. But I, you know, I watched it. And I'm going to be honest with you, that three hours and 12 minutes went by easily, you know, even with the ads involved. Uh, and again, I was going to do the comparison. The It film that came out in 2017 was two hours and 15 minutes long. Um, how long was It too? It Chapter 2 was 2 hours 49 minutes, so that one was almost 3 hours. That movie was long, man. <laughs> um, I haven't watched that one in a while, but I, I remember people having an issue with it. Um, I, you know, I want to go back and rewatch it now that I've watched this movie. Anyways, back to It, 1990. I Like I said, I enjoyed it, man. Like I said, it was cool seeing the, I guess, original version of this movie, if you will. Again, miniseries, keep saying movie. Um, but I had a good time with it. I had a really good time with it. You know, Tim Curry is absolutely incredible. The thing that got me by surprise was Seth Green's in this thing. <laughs> like, Seth Green, I was not expecting that at all. When I saw his name, I'm like, the Seth Green? Like, Austin Powers Seth Green? Freaking Robot Chicken Seth Green's in this movie? And then I saw him, like, freaking Seth Green is in this movie. And he was fun, man. He plays Richie. So... I enjoyed it. I had a really good time. You know, like I said, it, it, it blew by. It was interesting to see this take, and it, it's a lot like, you know, 2017. Not as creepy, though, if you will. Like, I think they went more horror, I guess, even though it's still kind of horror thriller in the 90s version. Like, Pennywise in the 2017 movie is a lot, cre a lot more creepier than this one. Uh, Tim Curry's performance. That's again, this is Tim Curry's one of the most amazing actors to ever live. That's no knock on Tim Curry. He was great, but it just seemed like with the 2017 movie, they went a lot more menacing and all that stuff. Where you know Tim Curry's version, while creepy in its own right, was a little more comical, uh, if he makes sense. Even though it was drenched in creepiness, it was a little more comical. Uh, you know, they're close to the same film. They have their differences again. They're both based on the inspired by whatever of the the book, the It book that Stephen King wrote, and they have their own, they have different endings and all that stuff, um, and it holds, I think it holds up fine, you know, of course you do have some of your 90s acting, if you will, and if you see the movie, you'll know what I'm talking about, so you have some of your 90s acting, and, and again, this is a movie that was made in, I mean, released in 1990, so it had to be made like in 89, 88, somewhere around there, 
Uh, so they, they have a spider creature in the movie. Um, and it, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, up close, it looks fine, but far away, it's like, yeah. Which is the opposite of Clueless, right? Is that the thing in Clueless where from far away, it looks great, but up close, it's not good. Um, <laughs> did I just reference Clueless while talking about it? Wow. Um, but yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I enjoyed it. I thought it was really well done. I, th- I had a good time with it. I think it's worth watching. I, I will definitely watch it again. You know, all three hours and 12 minutes of it. Because again, easy watch, man. And I don't know if it was because I was just interested to see how this one was after seeing the 2017 one and seeing the quote updated version, if you will. I'm doing air quotes. Updated version of it with, you know, the, you know, the better cameras and lighting and effects and all that stuff. You know, in comparing the the endings between both films, you know, um, and of course I'm not spoiling, going to spoil anything here. The endings, they are different, but definitely different. Again, I don't know which one, you know, is more accurate to the book. I feel like Stephen King probably had his hand more in the newer ones than he did in the older stuff. Cause I, I remember he had a big problem with the shining. So I don't know, you know, both the ending, the, like I said, the endings are different in this one. Um, I don't know which one I prefer, to be honest with you. <laughs> to be honest with you, I don't know which one I prefer more. I get both endings. I get both of them, but they are definitely much different. So, yeah. It's fine. Like I said, it's, it's kind of the same feeling, same aspects, same stuff. Uh, back and forth. But yeah, man. It was enjoyable. I'm glad I saw that. And then that, of course, led me down you know, a 2 be rabbit hole, if you will. Uh, which ended up me picking two more things to watch. Uh, so once I finished it, 1990s it, I went to the homepage of Tubi. And out of the corner of my eye, I saw something. And I was like, wait a minute. <laughs> wait a minute. Because I remember talking about this movie on my show a while back. And I'm like, this is a weird idea. I've got to see this because this is going to be ridiculous. And then I saw it, and I saw it. Oh, it's a 2B original. Okay. And it was released this year. Okay. You know? And I was like, okay, let's see how this goes. So, what I ended up watching was a movie called, get ready for it, titled Titanic 666. (laughs) So, I remember talking about this. I remember hearing this idea. I'm like, interesting. Okay. (laughs) <laughs> you know, um, just just to let you know, the movie takes place 110 years after the sinking of the original Titanic. This film is based on the Titanic 3, which begins its maiden voyage to the original wreck site, like you do. Um, however, strange things begin to occur after the ship's arrival. Uh, so, <laughs> um... I'm laughing pretty hard at this movie. I'm not going to lie to you. The movie kept me interested the whole time I was watching it. Like, you got to understand with me. I'm fascinated by the Titanic. I don't know what it is, but I've always loved the Titanic. I don't know if it's growing up. When I was growing up, the movie came out, so there's all this press about the Titanic, and then, of course, you hear about the original story and all that stuff. I've just always been fascinated by the Titanic. Um, I mean, it's just a... It's a wild story, and there's all these mysteries around it about what actually happened and all that stuff, and there's different documentaries talking about what happened. And I've watched several of them, 
Like, it fascinates me. As soon as I see Titanic, I'm like, oh, what's going on? Um, so I always check that out. And I've always been fascinated by it. So when they make these movies, <laughs> you know, I'm like, okay. So, of course, there's the Titanic movie with Leonardo DiCaprio and Kate Winslet, which is very well loved. And for all intents and purposes, it's a solid film. Um, then there's a movie called Titanic 2, which is god-awful. <laughs> like, that movie is just... That movie is like sci-fi original channel just bad cgi like they didn't even try kind of deal right so this movie i was like okay this if we're gonna do titanic stuff you know and we're gonna like create original stories around and all that stuff especially a freaking horror movie (laughs) um Let's, this is the way you do it. Like, this is the way it works, right? So this movie has to deal with freaking Titanic 3, which is close to real life. Isn't there like a Titanic 2 that's being built in real life that's supposed to go on the same voyage as the original Titanic? So this movie is basically the same idea, you know, but this is Titanic 3. Um, I guess, I don't know if this is a sequel to the Titanic 2 movie. I hope not. That movie was awful. Um... <laughs> But this movie, it deals with, oh, they're going to the original site and, you know, freaking dark forces rise from the depths is what's in the synopsis. And you you put two and two together, you're like, this is a freaking ghost story about the passing of the Titanic characters. You're like, what a wild idea. Like, what a wild idea. How did you come up with that? And what, I mean, I mean, I, I know how you came up with it. It kind of tells itself. It's like, what if we sailed the same route as the Titanic, and then when we get to the site where it sinks, we get haunted by the ghost of the, you know, the the people who didn't survive the Titanic. It's it, That's a story right there, man. And like I said, the movie kept me interested. <laughs> I mean, it's only an hour and 30 minutes. The acting... Is it phenomenal? No, but it's not god-awful. It's not like Titanic too bad, you know? Um, you know, and there's there's some characters, like, I think the most famous name in this movie, I'll try to pull up the cast here, but I think, like, the most famous name in the movie, like, they only give you two people from the cast. That's very helpful, thank you. Um, but, like, I mean, the main person, name-wise, that sticks out is Adeline McCord, and I can't even tell you what the hell she's in. I just remember that name for some reason. But, um, yeah, I mean, it's not, I don't think, maybe you'll recognize some of these people. Maybe you've seen them in something else. I don't know. Like, I didn't recognize most of them. Like I said, the name, Annalyn McCord, so I want to stand out. And she and her husband are, like, influencers is the word they use and all that stuff. So, you know, you, you can put two and two together what the kind of characters they're playing on the ship. They're, you know. The freaking they're the influencer, the YouTubers who you got to film everything that they're walking by and talk about this stuff, talk about that stuff, and it becomes this freaking story, man. So, without like spoiling anything, it's a freaking horror thriller movie set on the Titanic. You know where the the freaking is the ghost of the people who died sadly when the Titanic sank back in. Uh, 1912, 1912, when the original boat sank. I mean, the real boat. There wasn't another boat. <laughs> you know, um, I'm so fascinated by the Titanic, man. Just I just googled 
just looking at Titanic. Man. I'm so fascinated with the Titanic. I don't know what it is. <laughs> you know, I just, man. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's a to be original. Like I said, it's an hour and 30 minutes. And it kept me interested. You know, it, it honestly kept me interested. I'm like, okay, this is a bonkers ass idea. And you know what? You got me. You know, you got me here. I'm going to watch this. I'm going to finish watching this. And, you know, bravo to you for me being like, you know what? I want to see where this goes. <laughs> you know, I want to see how this ends. And you know what? Honestly, ending-wise, better than they could have gone with it. Because there was a one point where I'm like, this better not be the fucking ending. <laughs> you know, this better not be the way you end this thing. Don't keep me interested this long. And then you give me this freaking kooky ending, right? Um, the ending they ended up going with was fine. You know, I think it was okay for this movie. But there is at one point I'm like, don't you freaking do it. Don't you do it. Um, but yeah, honestly, for like a freaking bonkers watch, Tubi, like I said, Tubi's free. Just watch it. <laughs> one hour, 30 minutes. Throw some ads in there, but one hour, 30 minutes. It's like, like I said, it's freaking, I wouldn't say it's like, maybe it's Ghost Ship. I don't know. I haven't really watched Ghost Ship. Um, but yeah, it's the freaking Titanic, dude. It's the most famous ship in the world used for a horror and thriller movie, man. Like, if I had any creativity to write a story, like, this is something I would be like, dude, I want to figure out how to make a horror movie on the Titanic. And, like, freaking, there you go. So they, they went with it. They went with it in an interesting way. Um, freaking IMDb has it at a 5 out of 10. All right? Freaking A, man. Go ahead, IMDb. I don't think Rotten Tomatoes actually has the movie <laughs> on its page. Now I gotta look this up, because I wanna know what Rotten Tomatoes gave this thing. Uh, let's see. Rotten Tomatoes. Like, it doesn't even have a pop-up for it. Alright, cool. <laughs> um, here we go. Yeah, it has a 10% audience score. And no critic score. Um, it has one critic review. Can I click on it? I just wanna know for the, for the heck of it. Uh, against all odds, Titanic 666 is too dramatic and straight-faced for its own good. No, it's not, man. The movie's fine. This person gave it a 4 out of 10. I think the movie's fine. You know, it's... Is it anything spectacular? Fuck no. <laughs> but it's it's interesting enough to watch, man. Hell, I might watch it again eventually because it's just wild. I tell you what, I enjoyed it more than Texas Chainsaw Massacre this year. I said it. I said it. <laughs> you know, and I'm going to stand by it. <laughs> But yeah, there you go, Titanic 666. So, from there, I ended up watching yet another thing on Tubi. <laughs> you know, and it ended up being a Stephen King thing yet again. And yet again, something I've never seen. I, you know, it, it came up in the suggestions for... I think it came up in the suggestions for both, because I think it's about to leave Tubi. Um, and it was Salem's Lot, 1979 Salem's Lot. Again, have not read the book. And I never saw this. This is also a miniseries. Uh, you know, back in 1979, this was on CBS. And I go and tell you going in, I knew absolutely nothing about it. I remember seeing a picture of Salem's Lot. I'm like, isn't that Nosferatu? <laughs> you know, uh, and the vampire does look a lot like Nosferatu. Again, that's not a spoiler. That's, you know, that's been seen. You know, like I said, I don't spoil films here. So basically what this movie is, synopsis-wise, uh, David returns to Salem. Finding the formerly warm and friendly community to be downright sinister. He suspects that the bizarre behavior of his old neighbors is due to the work of an eccentric antiques dealer, right? And this movie, again, is a miniseries, and this one is also over three hours. This one's three hours and four minutes long. And I'm going to be honest with you. 
This is on Rotten Tomatoes. All right, so IMDb has it at a 6.7 out of 10, and Rotten Tomatoes has it at a uh, critic score of 88% and an audience score of 64%. So I didn't enjoy it as much as I enjoyed it. And I don't know if that's because I like the It story and already knew the It story going in. Like, I didn't hate this movie. Let me go ahead and preference it by that. But it did at points get... I was like, okay, this is... It's dragging a little bit, you know. This is this is this is taking a little bit, you know. For, you know, this one felt like three hours, with you know, of course, ads added in because of Tubi. So I, I didn't hate it, you know. I I enjoyed it. I think it was fine, but definitely a seventies film, you know, definitely a seventies film. Hey, you know, and that's no knock. There's some really good movies from the seventies. I mean, hell, The Exorcist came out in nineteen seventy three. That's considered one of the greatest horror films of all time, and honestly. I agree, it is one of the greatest horror films of all time. But, you know, for this movie, for Salem's Lot, I enjoyed it, man. I was interested for a couple reasons. One, I haven't seen it. Two, again, the vampire looks like Nosferatu, so I'm like, okay, wonder how they got away with that. And then three, and I talked about it earlier in this episode, there's a new Salem's Lot movie coming out this year. So I was like, okay, let me watch the original miniseries, or the original... um, and get, like, a grasp of where they're going with this. And it was directed by Toby Hooper, who did freaking Texas Chainsaw Massacre and all that. I believe this was right after Texas Chainsaw Massacre, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, this would be after, because Texas Chainsaw Massacre came out in 74, this came out in 79. So, yeah, this was after. Um, and, I mean, almost the same critic score. I mean, Texas Chainsaw Massacre has an 89% and Salem's Lot has an 88, so... Poltergeist has an 87, so he's right freaking his top three, wow. <laughs> his top three movies, Jesus. So... I... I don't know what to say. <laughs> you know, to go out of my way of not spoiling anything, it's like, it was okay, but it's like, it's nothing... Like, I don't... Like, I could watch It again, which, speaking of, It was directed by uh, Tommy Lee Wallace, man. Who, of course, directed... Halloween 3, among other things. And, you know, hey, I could definitely go back and watch that movie. This one, I probably could go back and watch it, but I don't know if I'm in, like, a huge hurry to watch it again. Like I said, there's bits of the movie where I was like, I don't know if we need this. And it kind of drug at points, and it's like unnecessary scenes in the movie that's just kind of drug on. Again, I, I kind of get it. You know, again, I haven't read the book. I don't know how long the book is, and I don't know how much of this stuff was, you know, the book. You know, but... Like, I, I, I can understand, you know, it's a freaking miniseries, so you're trying to you know, space it out as much as possible and all that stuff. But, yeah, I mean, if this was, like, a straight-up movie, like, a, I mean, it says it's an hour and 52 minutes right here. So what the hell is the three? I guess that is what the, what the uh, ads and all that stuff, uh, commercial breaks and everything. Um, so an hour and 52 minutes is the runtime. Interesting. Yeah, uh, you know. Too long, <laughs> too long. It, it's a, it's a fine film, you know. Again, I'm not gonna sit here and hate on it. It's perfectly fine, but it's just it seems a bit too long, you know. It seemed a bit too long. Like I, I will say, like the mystery aspect of it, of trying to figure out, you know. I don't even know. Even with that, like when I'm trying to circle back, like there's a mystery of what's going on with the town, but at the same time, I don't know. Eh, I don't know. I will say there are some scenes in the movie that are pretty freaking creepy. <laughs> I will give it that. But probably not 
maybe they're, you know, I was about to say, maybe the scenes that are supposed to be, like, the most memorable scenes of the film. But there are, like, a couple scenes in the movie where that felt a little uneasy. Like I said, I don't want to spoil anything, so I'm not going to go into it, even for a film that was released in 1979. Like, you've had plenty of time to watch it. But like myself, I just watched the movie, so... Or miniseries, or whatever the hell. Um, so yeah, man, I don't know. I can't fully gather my thoughts on... You know, I didn't hate it. Didn't love it. It it was. <laughs> you know, I like to say that it was. Like, it, it's it's fine. It's a fine film. Like I said, there's a couple of moments in there that are that are a little wild, and um, I don't know. It just it seemed like it was kind of an all over the place movie. Yeah, you know, you know, maybe not an all over the place movie, just way too much movie when it didn't need to be, man. Like I don't think we needed as much stuff that we got in there. It works for a mini series. Let me put it that way. If they decided to do a mini series again, I'd get it especially with all the detail and all the stuff they're going to, but, you know, if we're doing just a straight-up movie, we didn't need a lot of that information. Like, we didn't need a lot of the stuff they provided, and we're going to see how this movie ends up going. This new one, that releases this year, we'll see how that ends up going. Is it still going to look like Nosferatu? <laughs> like, that's still the thing that I'm trying to figure out. I'm like, I, is Stephen King's idea of vampires Nosferatu? Um, because at this point, you would have had Dracula and all that stuff, so I guess Stephen King wanted to go more Nosferatu route, which is cool, which is fine. Uh, it's an interesting look, to say the least. And like I said, there are some good creepy moments in it. So again, I don't... This is It's hard for me to pinpoint it. I think it's just too long. <laughs> it's just too long. It movie... Again, I'm kind of repeating myself here, so I know I'm getting at the end of this. But the It, movie, the it film miniseries or whatever, interested the whole time. Three hours flew by. This movie... The three hours felt like three hours. And I think that's the best way for me to put it. It doesn't mean it's a bad movie. It's just it's, there's too much. There's too much. Again, The Batman came out this year. That movie's close to three hours long. Didn't feel like three hours. You know? Um, Avengers Endgame. That movie was, what, three hours long? Didn't necessarily feel like three hours. So, but that movie as well does have some scenes in it. I'm like, ah. <laughs> you know? So, I, I'm not going to tell you. I never tell you not to watch a movie. But if you, it's on Tubi, you know, it's on Tubi, uh, if you want to check it out, check it out, you know, again, it's not a bad movie, you can watch much worse, but again, it is three hours, so, you know, decide, you know, if that's something you're definitely going to want to go into there, but I'm going to tell you something that I'm definitely going to want to go into, and that's Tubi, like, I've been sleeping on Tubi, man, like, I didn't know anything about it, you know, bravo to freaking Roku for doing the advertisement there, because freaking, that's three things right there that I watched, and honestly, enjoyed all three. You know, as freaking bonkers of an idea as Titanic 666 was, that kept me interested the whole time, right? The It miniseries, really good. The Salem's Lot miniseries was good. You know, even though I just circled around, you know, trying to, you know, say what I felt about the movie. It was, or miniseries, it was still good, right? It was good. So, you know, Tubi, man. I gotta look in there and see what else is going on in the Tubi world, because freaking free. Again, you have to deal with the ads, but... I grew up in a time where you had to watch ads, right? And we all go, we go to the movie theater. We have to watch fucking 20 to 30 minutes of ads before we get into a movie. So not necessarily a bad thing. Um, so yeah, man, Tubi. I got to check out what else they got going on over there. And yeah, that does it for this episode, right? There you go, man. I had no idea. I did not expect to get, I guess, with three reviews, I would get around my normal time frame here. So 
Yeah, it does that, man. Appreciate you all for listening to me, especially if you made it to this part. You're like, he said the same thing five times about that freaking Nosferatu movie. <laughs> First off, Salem's Lot. And secondly, Nosferatu movie works as well. But uh, yeah, yeah, that's that happens, man. I don't want to. I go out of my way. I think Zach said that. I go out of my way to not spoil a movie. And I'm proud with that, man, because I don't want to spoil a movie for anybody. That sucks, man. I, I've had movies spoiled for me, and I freaking hate it. I can't stand it when that happens. So I try my best to be as vague as possible about the movie and just kind of explain to you how I felt while watching the movie. I will never tell somebody to not watch a movie because we all have our different differing opinions about what we love and what we enjoy. Perfect example. Today, the uh, director of the Mummy 2017 film came out and said it was one of the worst moments of his life making that movie. Freaking, okay, I love that movie to death. Like, 2017 Mummy movie, I love it to death. It's my favorite Mummy movie. I've seen the Brendan Fraser ones. I've seen the original one. Enjoyable, but this freaking one's still my favorite one. Bar none. And I will not change or lose that because other people hate it or not. You know, freaking Mr. Wonderful. That's my boy. That's my bro. He doesn't like that movie. I enjoy the movie. (laughs) I have a great time with it. So, nonetheless, man, that does it for this episode. As always, remember, watch what you want to watch. Watch the movies you want to watch. Love the movies you want to watch. Nobody can tell you different. Nobody can tell you that the movie sucks because you decide if you like that movie or not. I just give you my, you know, viewpoints. And if it helps you decide to watch a movie, freaking love it, man. That's awesome. But that does it for this week's episode. Again, follow the Thermally Podcast Network on Facebook and on YouTube for all the content and for all the podcasts. And we've got some stuff coming down the line. We're up to something. Um, and again, uh, Mr. Wonderful Show is coming out. Uh, Zach Speakeasy Show is coming out. And of course, you've already got Haunter's Podcast and the Metal Groove out there right now. So check it all out, man. All good times to be had. But as always, appreciate you all taking the time to listen to me ramble on about the movie stuff that's going on out there and video games. And I talked about NASCAR on this episode um, and live WWE talking. RKO. Right there. Um, happy 20th anniversary to Randy Orton. <laughs> that does, I love this show, man. I have so much fun doing the show. Again, it's a twisted show. Everything's going... Another RKO right there. Um, again, that does it for this week's episode. Appreciate you all. Hope you all have a wonderful rest of the day, week, whenever you decide to listen to this. up oh, RKO right there. <laughs> and that does it, man. Thank you. Uh-oh, uh-oh. I smell another one coming. Here it comes. And... RKO. <laughs> there we go. All right, that does it for this week's episode. Uh, and remember, as always, the happiness can be found even in the darkest of times if one remembers to turn on the light. God, I had a lot of fun recording this episode. Talk to you all next episode. Thank you for joining me this week. Make sure you hit the subscribe button to get updates on all new episodes. As well, follow me on Twitter at review underscore it underscore Rob. Stay tuned for more adventures.